Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Back on the Eddie and Rocky show. Rock out again today. Off to Minnesota. I'm just telling these guys a picture I got from Rock. Uh, he just landed his, on the uh, on the airplane up there. And looks like there's about five inches of snow on the ground. That's what my mom's getting in Michigan today. Rachel and Sean in with me. And uh, Sean just walked in here a little while ago. Put all your money on the Bengals. Your direct words. That's right. It's going to happen this weekend. Upset city. There might be some friendly wagers on this game. Well, see, he's talking that up because he's going to owe me and you large. Yes. Listen, booze is a universal currency. Yeah. Especially for you two. Mm. So, yeah. if that is the case. Well, these other guys betting the hot fudge Sundays and whatnot. No. That's cute. Let's get serious <laughs> about it. Yeah, come no. on. Come on, We're man. adults, for God's sakes. Yes. Now, what, uh, Fingers, what is your choice of, uh, well... Whiskey, preferably, but like an old crow. What are what, we're betting whiskey? Uh, well, that's why th- you're a whiskey guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, like, yeah, some kind of whiskey for you, and then Rachel's a a handle of Woodford Woodford. A Reserve. handle. Yeah. I like your I like your style. You yeah. I'm not making that Cunningham money. I'm just a fill <laughs> don't, in. Don't bet, son. A fill in. Well, yeah. Don't don't go all in on the Bengals if you don't want to pay up. Come I'm on. only going to ask for like a, a fifth of Jameson. I'm not trying to break the bank. Now, see, I was. If you do win, yeah. I am going to attempt to find you this jalapeno honey whiskey Ooh, yes. that we've been talking about for a while. I'm going to oh. try to set you up. with Oh that. God, that would you be could delicious. go for the Jameson. I'll go for hold, the. Hold your powder there on the honey stuff. Give me a break. What? That is good stuff with the jalapeno, Eddie. That man. It up. <laughs> what I was going to say, there's the yin and the yang in Do you that. feel a cold coming on? What do you need? A cold compress? Eat some Vicks. My Come skirt. On, <laughs> uh, let's, uh, let's see where this mon- this guy's money's going to be. Paul Danner Jr. from the Cincinnati Inquirer. Paulie, where are you putting your money? If you were a betting man and if you weren't covering the Bengals, where would you lay yours on this Sunday's game? I, you know, I, I'm a, I'm weird. I, I think I'm, I think I have the most optimistic prediction out there right now. And I actually have them covering. Here's, okay, here's one for you. Here's one for you, okay? So the last nine times that the Bengals have been a home underdog, as they are, uh, on Sunday against yeah. the Saints, straight up, they're seven and two. Just winning those games. Those only two losses, both to the Steelers, who they can't seem to beat at any point at home anyway. So you almost throw those out. Yeah, that doesn't so even seven, count. Technically, seven straight wins against non-Steelers as home dogs. If you want to call that a trend, there's your trend. Now, Paul, and with the AFC North, the Saints have had trouble with them. They only beat Cleveland by a field goal, as we recall. Yes. Yeah, so- well, you know what's interesting is look at some of the road games that the Saints have played. They needed... Justin Tucker to miss the first PAT of his life to avoid overtime uh, in Baltimore. Uh, they needed two completely egregious turnovers by the Vikings that made no sense uh, to win that game. They won that game thirty to twenty, so it looks like it was actually uh, should have been much closer. I mean, they they went to overtime uh, with Atlanta. I mean, they, they have a huge advantage in Superdome. They play really well there. But when you've gotten them away, while well, they've won, and I mean, they've won a lot. They've won seven in a row. 
it's not like they've been some sort of dominant tour de force on the road. So I, I do think that there's something to that. And this is just one of those spots, man. This is like straight out of the Bengals' playbook to play well and keep this game close when everyone's kind of doubting them without A.J. Green and all, everything seems to be trending the opposite direction. It tends to be when they play some of their best football. And, I, you know, I tend to think that they – can keep this close. That said, I mean, I, I you know, I, I, my pick was that they would lose by three, but, uh, you know, I think, um, I, I think it'll be closer than people anticipate. But you know what, Paul? Look at the look at the IR right now. Or the the whole injured uh, list is. I mean, God, that's an impressive team. One injured right now. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it's those guys could probably beat a lot of teams. I don't know if this team can. Yeah, no, you're right. I got to tell you, I. We've kind of spent a lot of time this week trying to parse through recent Bengals history to find a team that has been as injured as as this one has, and it's honestly pretty close to unprecedented. When you, outside of when you throw quarterback injuries in, which you know counts for you know quadruple. I mean, 2014 is the closest thing that I go back to, and people forget that team a lot. They missed A.J. Green. They lost Tyler Wright for eight plays into that season. They had a ton of injuries on defense. They sort of grinded it out. Jeremy Hill emerged, and they found a way to win ten games that year. There's a lot of similarities uh, between what that group went through and where this team is because this team is kind of in the process of somehow overcoming a lot of these injuries. To be positioned where they are at 5-3 and three, when you consider all that they've been through, and the schedule that's not that difficult in front of them uh, kind of has the same feel. Like, you wouldn't be surprised if they found a way uh, to grind it out and find nine or ten wins and make it to the playoffs because they've kind of positioned themselves that way, kind of against all odds. Paul, could there be a silver lining to this in the sense that Andy Dalton has to basically target other people other than A.J. Green? No. <laughs> no. No. no, you want A.J. Green. You want A.J. Green in every situation. I don't care who we're trying to develop down the road. Yeah, maybe down the road. They have had problems. I mean, you're right. They have had problems getting those other guys going. I mean, between John Ross and, you know, Alex Erickson and obviously Auden Tate, this will be his first time even up. I mean, Josh Malone, who's not going to play on Sunday now after he hurt his hamstring this week, uh, of course. Uh, you know, you – you, all those guys have not really contributed to the level that you expected them to. So, yeah, you know, you would like this. This kind of shoves them onto the stage rather than asking them to go take the spotlight. Right, right. you want however, them to step up and cover the hole, but, you know. God. However, you are never better off without A.J. Right. Green. There is no I said that, hey, in the long I, run that makes it worth it. <laughs> I am just, I'm just trying to find some sort of good out of this oh, horrible yeah. situation, man. Well, I mean, <laughs> You can also look at it like this, though. New Orleans doesn't exactly have the best defense in the NFL either. So if the Bengals can continue to pick up, you know, Mm -hmm. points, then it might be a shootout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's, I, mean, that's, I know. Fingers is looking at me like whatever. <laughs> it looks like a man is about to pay all the whiskey back. You're not beating Drew Brees seventeen to fourteen. Okay, that's not uh, that's not a thing that happens. Uh, definitely not this year. When you look at the way the NFL has gone this year, where every game is in the thirties, it seems like, especially the way the Bengals defense has played. Oh man, if you've been playing the over and the NFL this year, you're uh, you're a rich person. Well, those overs are getting big. That's just it. Well, that's a gesture, too. They're they putting them out of reach. They make you uncomfortable now. I mean, let's right. be honest. It's, uh, yeah, you start getting they six. Those runners in the 50s now. Right. Yeah, right. You're talking 58. Shoot, I forget what game it was I saw not too long ago. It was like 63 over under. It's like, uh, come on, man. You can't bet on that. That's rough. 
But no, or get some of these college games where you'll have some of these college games over under 80. What? Right. Well, and because they, you got by halftime. But they got those steamrolling, you know, you got your Ohio State's playing like Troy or whatever, or Alabama right. playing Troy. And so it's one of those 81 to four games or some such. Uh, so, Paulie, you're just, you brought up the Steelers a little while ago. Them last night against Carolina, I watched almost that whole game. Good Lord, man. They looked great. They that's look that's scary, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they've, the thing is, they've had the pieces. It's not like uh, their early struggles um, were because of a lack of talent or what. I mean, they just had so much garbage going on around them between Antonio Brown not showing up and throwing tantrums and Le'Veon Bell's holding out and Ben was complaining and you know it was just it was just garbage and and you know but they do this sort of every year they thrive off of that off that trauma and then find a way to throw it together and get it rolling and at the end of the day they have the best quarterback in the division uh they've got you know incredible cast receivers a really good offensive line which is a huge difference in today's game that because there's just not enough teams that have good offensive lines anymore when you have a good one it really stands out and that's been the case with Pittsburgh's offense so yeah i mean they're they're going to be tough they're going to be a tough one to overcome uh if you're looking at possibly trying to win the north i think you were counting on a few they have a tougher schedule you were counting on a few of those type of teams like carolina to trip them up, Bengals are going to have any kind of chance to chase right. them down, exactly. and they didn't look like they were getting tripped up anytime soon last night, that's for sure. All right, Paul. Thanks so much, buddy. And your your call is Bengals over the Saints on Sunday. That is not my call. <laughs> <laughs> that is not my call. Okay, uh, well, 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 31, Bengals 28 is my call. Cover. They'll cover the spread. So cover. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, that's a, you know, that's a moral victory. Well, uh, Victor, you need those. All right, buddy. Thanks. I might be the only Paul one. Paul Daner Jr. from the Inquirer. I might be the only one in the city that thinks Cincinnati's going to win on Sunday. You're probably right. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. We got uh, traffic now. Robbie, what's Rob, going what on? about you? <laughs> um, I don't know, man. Bre- Back on the Eddie and Rocky show, Rock Out Today. Sean. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And Rachel are in. Coming up here in about 10 minutes, we've got a mother of a special needs child in Norwood. You know, slow your ass down. We we talk about this all the time, but I'm very serious about this. People, this little girl has got serious problems, all right? Takes her a little while to get on and off a school bus. And people are, like, blowing by it like it's not even sitting there. And this really strikes home to me in light of what happened in uh, in Indiana. What, it was less than a month ago. What was that? Three? Right. Yeah, right, only yeah. a couple weeks ago. In Rochester, and, yeah. Yeah, and uh, with the three little kids that got run over. Uh, come on, man. They're little children. Anything can happen. What do you want to put yourself in that situation for? understand where people are in such a rush to get some well, I, I, that's everybody's why I in think, a rush like but why that lady in indiana is going to go to jail for a long time she is oh not to mention the kind of mental baggage she's going to be carrying around the rest of her oh, life for sure i mean 
What were those three, three little kids who were all under like what? Ten. Ten? Yeah. yeah. All yeah. Under Same 10. family. Yeah. A broad, a twin boys and a little girl, right? Yeah. Yes. So we'll be talking to uh, this lady about it, the mom of this little girl. But in the meantime, a couple of other stray facts. When, little stories. Uh, when you, because you always hear about people with the uh, uh, Hollywood people getting uh, involved in politics and whatnot. Mm-hmm. That means nothing to me. You know, everybody's entitled to their opinion. If you're influenced by what Taylor Swift thinks, good on you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you, you. You've got, you've got That's some, how I choose my candidates. Right. You've got some issues that I don't even want to discuss with you. But why, when you get famous, do you automatically go crazy or you choose to go crazy or you're allowed to go crazy? I don't know. This is the uh, story of Hillary Duff. Adorable, right? What was she? She was a kid. What was that kid? Uh, show Lindsay, she, uh, Lizzie, Lizzie McGuire. McGuire yeah. yeah. And she's still, I mean, she's a gorgeous woman. That's some pop culture I can. Right. That's yeah. age. Oh, that had probably. to be right in your wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I watch Lizzie McGuire, I'm creepy. But if you watch it, ah, uh, cool. Except Might have a CD or two. Might have. Uh, oh, that's right. I forgot she made some She made As some Lizzie, yeah. As Lizzie McGuire? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yeah, she had some a couple songs as Lizzie. So it was like a Hanny, Hannah and then Montana he, there was, thing? There was Lizzie yeah, McGuire, okay. and then there was Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana had complete CDs. Lizzie, as her. As her, as Hannah Montana, quote-unquote. But Lizzie, she only put out singles. Oh. Well, the, the point here is uh, Lizzie McGuire just had her second child. God bless her. And uh, here's the thing. She tur- she and I've heard of people doing this and I think it's crazy. Saved her placenta. Yeah. Of the baby, right? Yeah. Right? And she ate it. Now you've heard <laughs> of people doing that. Yeah. Yes. Okay? Now, I can't even when my wife had our two kids, I didn't even want to see what was uh, what was happening. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What came out afterwards. I don't yeah. even know how that works. Uh it was it was one thing to see I'm, well, I'll tell you the story later. It's pretty gross. <laughs> it was like it was like a mash unit when when uh, Deb had the first kid. It was like, God, should I cut her? I'm like, I don't know. What are you asking <laughs> me for? Is there somebody more qualified here to do that? I don't know. Uh, but anyways, so she had her placenta made into uh, a smoothie. Smoothie. Oh, okay. okay. And according to little Lizzie McGuire, she called it in an interview, "quote the most delightful smoothie I've ever had." I haven't had a smoothie that delightful since I was like 10 years old. She said it was calorie-filled with juice and fruit and and everything delicious. Now, I've heard of people making the placenta into iron pills somehow. Well, that's okay. I was going to say the rest of the interview. She uh, said that she had uh, she didn't eat it all in the smoothie. Right. She had the rest of it made into ice cubes. That she could, well, I don't know, if you're having a gin okay. and tonic, I reckon, you can toss a little placenta ice in there and, you know. See, I've, now, Rachel. I don't, I don't know how placenta is served. That is the, that's the question. Do you cook it? Is it? Well, if well she put question. it in a smoothie. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, I'm, I don't it, care if you fry it, bake it, or whatever. Oh, I would it do it pizza. fried. Like blooming onion style? Yes. Put it if you fry it, I would eat it. That's pretty much well. You would you can put it enough, in a blender and make it into dip. Enough ranch dressing, I'll eat anything. But you said something about pills. She said, "Blah." But somebody said something about turning into pills, and she said, "I heard something weird about the pills. I heard the placenta burps are not ideal." 
Mm. So she was mm. perfectly pro eating it in a milkshake. Eating a pill seems gross to her. I don't know how it would taste. That's what I want to know. If somebody has I, experienced this, please it, tell us. It would have to be, I would think, like a texture thing or how something's prepared. Because I'm not, I'm not discounting it. I'm just wondering how it works. That's I'm totally all. discounting it. I think you're nuts. I, I mean, who knows? I, people say that once they eat it, they feel rejuvenated, that y- you lose so much during the actual birth of your child. You know, Can't you just hit a Red Bull and... Send them right. on their way. <laughs> Join a couple go. of lines get of blow and then you're some Red Bull and get on about your day. Good Lord, man. You know we're going to get calls about that. I guarantee you people have had that. Yes. Uh, tell Mark to hang on. we got to get to him uh, after the news right now. Jerky. 700 <laughs> WLW. JeffWeilerHonda.com. Back on the Eddie and Rocky show, Rock Out Today. He's going to be doing his game from Minnesota tomorrow, and believe me, he's charged up about it. Uh, in his place, Rachel and Sean. Now, guys, we touched on this a little while ago, and I wanted to get this mom on because I, if I were in her place, I'd be furious as well. Let's go to the phone and get Emily Worley on. Emily, how are you? I'm good. How are you? We're doing great. So uh, tell the story. You're, uh, you live in Norwood, correct? I do. I live in Norwood, and my daughter um, has some disabilities which require a use of a wheelchair, and because of that, the school buses her to and from um, each day. And your daughter, 11 years old, and it's Kaylee, right? It is. And uh, so it takes, you said I, I was reading your story, and it takes less than five minutes to get Kaylee on and off the bus, correct? It does. Um, I actually ended up videotaping it and recording the, the timing on how long it actually takes us, and it's less than three and a half minutes. And what are you what are you seeing out there, Emily? Well, what's going on is that when the bus is stopped in the middle of the road with their red lights flashing, the stop sign is deployed, people are getting impatient, and they are going around the bus regardless of those lights flashing. Um, we've had people that have come in both directions from behind the bus and in front of the bus, squeezing their way around between parked cars and the bus, which is extremely dangerous um, for the kids. It's a a danger for the driver, um, the bus aide, and then also for my daughter as well. Now, this is in light, and that's what really caught my eye about your story. This is in light of what just happened a few weeks ago in Indiana with those three little kids getting run over. You know, and again, a very similar situation. The lights are flashing. The lady just blew right through there and hit those three little kids. Now, you know, Kaylee, she's she's struggling. She's got some real issues here, and she only goes to school, what, three days a week? Is that what I read? It's actually four days a week, um, except for about every five weeks or so, it's only three. Um, And that's due to a lot of medical issues and medical appointments that are up in Columbus. So what have you? What are the police telling you? I'm sure you've gone to the, to the to the cops to the Norwood police and talked about this. What are they telling you? A lot of it is, you know, try to get license plates down, try to get, um, you know, any kind of descriptions that we can, and let them know what is um, going on and what you know what we're seeing, and that they'll try to keep a better eye out. Um, unfortunately, there's only so many police officers within the district, and they can't follow the buses all the time because they have other runs they have to deal with. 
So what are they going to? And I know you're filming the things. Are you are you giving it to the police and uh, and and in hopes of catching a license plate number or some such? As we catch those that are um, going around illegally, we are recording the license plate number, and then we are sending the video um, along with the plate number to the police department to allow them to have it. Since I aired um, with Fox 19 for their initial report, we actually have not had anybody doing it, so that's been fantastic. Excellent. Um, I'm hoping that continues, but we'll see. I'm wondering that, you know, once things die down, what's going to happen? Emily, have you uh, tried reaching out to any community officials in the area to get some help with this? I have not yet. Yeah, you uh, go to the mayor's office and uh, see if they can get you anything done on this regard. Because, you know, it's like I said, that really struck a nerve with me, considering what I just said about what happened in Indiana a few weeks ago. Well, best. I'm sorry, Emily, go ahead. I was going to say, it's, it's striking a nerve with me as well, which is like, which is why I went public about. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Because it's not just my child that's at risk. It's thousands of children out there, whether they have disabilities or not, that are on these school buses each and every day. And drivers are just not taking that three minutes to just stop and wait. And with that, Emily, we'll let you go. Thanks so much for talking to us. Best to you and Kaylee. No problem. Thank you so much. Uh, there and, and that, like I said, that as a parent, my my kids are grown now. But one time, well, more than once, but one time in particular, I was down with the boys putting them on the school bus at the end of our driveway, and the lights are clear. You could see those lights from outer space on this bus, yeah. right? And somebody that's coming the other way just blows right by. I, I've seen school that's buses. Insane. I've seen school buses that actually have the arm that drops down mm-hmm. to prevent cars to actually from going by. Uh, but, I mean, wouldn't you think just common sense would say, okay, there's kids getting off these bus. One of them may just dart, you know, across the street. Right. Wait till the bus lights stop and start moving again. I mean, there's nowhere that you have to be 60 seconds sooner that's going to make a difference, really. That's my, I, well, like you just hit the nail on the head. With the little kids, you don't know what a little kid's going to do. Yeah. What are you going to blame them? Because they're a kid? I, I mean, honestly, I always think about that stuff driving through neighborhoods in general because right. all you have to do is not pay attention for a second, and that's right. all it takes to change a family's life and your life forever. Let's talk to Brian about it. Hey, Brian, thanks for calling. What do you got? Well, if you've got all these cars that they can get tagged with uh, pictures of their license plate, who is driving when they run through stop signs, why can't we equip the buses with that same kind of technology? They'll get the tickets mailed right to them. Oh, that's true. Obviously, we want to make the kids safer, right? but we need to penalize, and that's what's going to do it. You know what? That's a great idea, Brian. Brian, I'm voting for you next yeah. mayoral election. Thanks, buddy. Hey, Donald, what's going on with you? Your thoughts on all this? Uh, yeah, my, uh, my wife, uh, her uh, sister was killed by a lady who ran a stop sign. Oh, God. Uh, it's yeah, and let me just tell you, it's you could tell because uh, 
that it's effective. I mean, this is back on the air, like in the, the mid '80s, and it's still you can still say. I mean, it affects them. I mean, like uh, my little girl, you know, my wife makes she goes to the bus stop with her every morning, you know, just to keep her out. You know, right? But I, I think what we need to do, like this lady who, because uh, I, I the, the hit the three kids over in Indiana, yeah, take her to the courthouse square and hang her ass. Well, uh, I'm sorry. It, this this is a uh, well. You know what? And, that, uh, and, and thanks, Donald. But you can't. Uh, you know, you just can't take him <laughs> because he's an idiot. You can't just right. Hang Un- him. Unfortunately, there's uh, you know steps that you have to go through in situations right. like this. Coming up, John Mattery's Channel Nine. Don't waste your money. But now, Rob, what's going on with this? Rachel and Sean in for Rocky today. I'm still Eddie, and it's Friday, so that means. It's still John Matteries. Johnny, how you doing? I, I need to, I need to be in for myself. You know, you've always got you know somebody in for uh, right. Rocky on Friday. So uh, you well, know, I need to be throw, throw <laughs> Tanya on because we prefer her. You oh. always have Tanya on, and you know you just you you get all warm and fuzzy when Tanya's on. It's really it's really sickening. I I'm, I'm you know I it just it just turns me off. Tanya and I talk fashion when Tanya's. On. I love it. Oh, oh they, I know. They did. So they were you. breaking down like high heels and shoes the other day. I'm like, good, good God. So, buddy, uh, tell me about this. I did not see this until you sent this a little while ago. The Green Derby in, Nor- in, in Newport's closed? Yeah, good. the Green Derby in Newport. Man. Obviously, obviously, you've been there. You've uh, had is, some this, I love dinner. those old school places like that. Yeah, I mean, that's a place where you go for that Kentucky hot brown sandwich, yeah. you know? Old school, kind of a throwback. And actually, the Green Derby, it's it's sort of by the York Street Cafe on York right. Street in exactly. Newport. It's been there for 80 years. I mean, this is a place where the old uh, gambling casino people, you know, they used to have those, yeah. those, those secret casinos. Casinos and the speakeasies and the strip clubs. Well, they still have that. Right. But uh, <laughs> well, if you call it that, <laughs> if you call it that, but they, so they, they say, put your clothes back on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, they used to have those, you know, all over the place with the, uh, the the hidden casinos in Newport back in the '40s and '50s, and a place they all went for lunch. In fact, uh, a lot of the people who ran those places, they'd go and they'd meet for lunch at the Green Derby so that they could plot out, you know, who gets this street, who gets that street, who's on this corner, who's on that corner, you know, and they wouldn't, you know, shoot each other up like a gangster movie. Right. So the Green the Green Derby was a famous place in northern Kentucky. Unfortunately, you know, and this is what happens, times change, you know, new younger people, younger crowd, they don't want to go to the place their grandpa went to. You know, they want to go to all those hip new places out at Newport Pavilion and Rookwood and, you know, just the new trendy places. So unfortunately, the Green Derby has really fallen on hard times. They closed closed in 2009 for about six months or a year. They were reopened, and people went back for a while, and now same thing happened. Just uh, the crowd dropped off, so they just closed unexpectedly this past weekend. But now some of the employees are trying to restart it, at least restart the bar, so you can go in and get that, uh, you know, a couple of shots of bourbon well, and, yeah, and right. so relive the place. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You go, you go in there and get a little dinner, some old school like you're saying, like get a hot brown, get yourself a whiskey drink before dinner. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just a fun, old-school kind of place. There aren't that many. The other place in Newport, and, and this place still does well, and that's great, is Pompilio's. Yeah. You know the one where uh, Tom Cruise counted all the toothpicks in Rain Man? Oh, I mean, yeah. that place uh, is, is legendary. So actually, Dustin Hoffman counted the toothpicks. 
Oh, that's right. It was Dustin Hoffman. He was the Rain Man. No, actually, Tom Cruise was the Rain Man. He was the uh, autistic guy. Tom Cruise, that's right. He wouldn't, he wouldn't have been able to count 10 toothpicks. It was Dustin Hoffman. But, <laughs> but uh, Pompilio's is doing great. Uh, it's, it's, it, I love that place. I love going there. That's another throwback. I once was yelled at by a waitress in Pompilio's. What did you do? I don't know. I couldn't decide on my order or something, or I asked for the skinny oh, yeah. angel hair spaghetti instead of thick spaghetti, and she actually yelled at me. I mean, she's like, you know, it's great. See, that's a topic for another day, because I remember going into Scotty's, which is still downtown oh, yeah. on Vine that's Street. another one. Remember mm-hmm. the, uh, the old grandma that worked there, or whoever right, she was, right, right. Aunt, yes, uh, yes. Aunt Louisa or whatever? Yep, Scotty's it, on Vine Street. Yeah, mm-hmm. and if you didn't eat all your food, she'd yell at you. Yeah, she'd yell at you for not finishing the plate. Yeah, it's like, Mama Mia, you need to finish the food. <laughs> By the way, I'm allowed to make fun of Italians because I'm Italian. Not <laughs> oh, okay. my own grandma who spoke like that. I was going to say, did your grandma make you finish your plate of lasagna yes, or whatever? Yes, she did. Yes, she did. So the sad news is that one of those old-time restaurants, uh, the Green bad, Derby, man. has shut down. Hopefully, they'll at least reopen the bar next month or so. Well, you could take something like that in all these little hipster places or, or popping up all over the place. Mm-hmm. Take that place and uh, doll it up a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. put some new carpeting in there or whatever, and uh, reopen it. You know, you Sounds can hip it up a little bit, but keep some of the old school stuff. Sounds like I got a part-time job for you. Exactly. <laughs> I'll go in and consult on this deal. There you go. So there what else go. we got going on, Johnny? We're we talking Black Friday. B- yes. Black Friday's Black coming. Friday. Black Friday. Uh, Rachel's getting excited. Rachel's She's getting thinking. all wound up. Making thinking. plans. Yep. Extra Kohl's cash at Kohl's and Target and all the deals. Uh, on WCPO.com, I've posted all the big ads. I've got the uh, – and the highlights. That's that's the thing. It's not just putting up the ads themselves because they're hard to figure out. But I've got basically the best deals at Target, at Macy's, at Kohl's, at Walmart, and the one that, at least for me, the, the most exciting for me, that's Best Buy. Best Buy, I want to know what Best Buy has. Cool, big TVs. And I'll tell you, the hottest item this, this year are the 65-inch 4K TVs. Remember when, like, a 50-inch 4K, 50-inch TV, a 50-inch, like, like plasma TV used to be a big thing for, like, $2,000. Now they're having 65-inch 4K TVs, and, and this is just, just amazing. And these things are, like, five $600 for a 65-inch TV. It's just incredible. My 55 right now is probably out yeah, of date. Yeah, oh, you're 55. That's old news. Yeah, That's I got to go big. Old. You got to go get the 60 or 65. And I'll tell you, if you're, you know, you say, well, what store should I shop at? Depends what you're looking for. If you're looking for the big name brands, you want a top of the line Samsung, LG, Toshiba, Sony. Talk that, dirty that's to all... me. Keep going. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Got, See, that's a thing. Because I got a 55 incher that I, I bought like. Yeah, uh, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you about that another, right. some other night. But about, uh, <laughs> but I'm, it's probably 10 years old, say. Yeah. And uh, I guarantee you that thing was like three grand. Yeah, at the time, at the t- yeah. and now it's amazing. Sixty-five inch TVs for five, four, five, six hundred dollars on Black Friday. Best Buy is the one that has the big name brand, so you want the best deal on a Samsung and LG, Sony, Best Buy. But if you want the cheapest price, that's where you look at Target and Walmart because they've got some as low as three hundred bucks. Sixty-five inch TV. Well, insane. they're but they're wow. but they're the off brand. Right. You're right. going to be getting an RCA or you're going to be getting an Element. And it's like, well, do I want to get an element or an RCA? I mean, they're okay. They work. That's they work. So, 
Yeah, you know, that may be all you need. But a lot of people, you know, they're video files and audio files. They want the best sound quality. They want the most pixels. They want to be able to look at it from, like, a, an extreme angle and still see, you know, the football game. So in that case, you may want to spend a little more and go for the fancier brands. The, the more high-end brands are at Best Buy. But if you really want dirt cheap, you got to check out those TVs at Target especially. That's wow. It, you know, I'm actually looking online right now. 75 inches of just sexual electricity right there 1400 bucks for a 75 inch i mean how can you even get that in a car or an oh, SUV? That, all right calm down take a cold shower take a cold shower because that, now, that's a lot now john when can we expect the cyber monday ads to drop that's the thing. They're not going to do that until after Black Friday. Oh. Because you know what? If they next week put out all the Cyber Monday ads, nobody would go to the store Black yeah, Friday. Nobody would go Thanksgiving night. Nobody would go to Friday because they go, darn, I can get pretty much the same prices, you know, on an Xbox or whatever I want, on an Instant Pot. I can get the same price Cyber Monday. Why am I waiting in line at Macy's for an Instant Pot? You know, when I can go get it. So they're not going to tell you what the Cyber Monday deals are until right after Black Friday. But I tell you, Macy's, since you mentioned it, Rachel, you, uh, you know, you're looking for that kind of thing. Uh, the appliances, the kitchen electrics and Macy's, unbelievable. They have a bunch that are free, free. After what? the rebate. What? Now, sure, you got to mail in the rebate Ooh. and hope it arrives, and then you'll complain <laughs> to John Matteris at Channel 9 because you didn't get your rebate. I know the story. But they have a lot of things that are like $15, like, like crock pots and, and little blenders and stuff, and you mail in the rebate, and it's free. So check that out. That's Macy's. Yeah. Macy's has that. That, that. That's amazing. Kohl's has the extra Kohl's cash. So you got a lot of stuff going on. Well, and also watch yourself. I, I was out of ideas last year for my wife for Christmas, so I bought her mm-hmm. a pressure cooker. What? Mm-hmm. And I, I, right. I didn't know. I thought she would uh, she would like uh, it. And she looked at it like I'd given her plutonium. Yeah. Only buy your wife a vacuum cleaner if your wife wants a vacuum cleaner. Serious I learned preferred. that years ago. Yeah. I learned that years ago. Don't say, here, honey, here's a new Dirt Devil vacuum. Uh, here's here's <laughs> a vacuum well. cleaner and some Comet and some sponges. <laughs> Some rubber gloves get to and, a work. Toilet, and a toilet brush. Get to work. Give your wife 75 inches this year, Eddie, and I promise she'll be happy. She'll be happy with that. I, I don't think and I could over the course of a year. Uh, <laughs> well, guys, this is getting away from my All right, and with that, we won't we waste won't. your money. All right, Johnny. Thanks, man. All right. But that, I mean, I think as as a couple, you both use the television. Mm-hmm. If you need a new television, I mean, I don't see why she would be mad that you would get a new television, right, Rachel? I mean, I buy my own TVs. I don't know. I don't have to buy. I know people. you're an independent woman. You buy your own TVs. I'm just I see saying. nothing wrong with buying yourself a television. But it's a it's like a, a couple present. Like if you hey, get I yourself got a present. Something. Get her a present. See, I buy stuff that I like and call it a couple present. That's how you work that stuff. Mm. We got Jason Williams from The Inquirer coming up. But now the news. News Radio 700 W. It's 2 a.m. at UDF. The Eddie and Rocky Show back. Rock out today. Rachel and Sean in. And I promise one more political breakdown. But I saw this this morning, and and because I was wondering the very same thing. Our good friend Jason Williams from the Enquirer is with us, and what what you were talking about, Jace, is the uh, the Abtab the Abtab campaign, and what went wrong. And uh, there were so many basic mistakes. It seems like during the last couple of months of that campaign, 
How in the hell does that happen if you're working with professionals who supposedly know how to handle this stuff? Well, Ed, thanks for having me back. And uh, that's the problem. He didn't have professionals who knew how to handle that stuff. And uh, Aren't you supposed he, to uh, do that, though? Because I mean, he's a newbie, right? And that's kind of what exactly. was fascinating about what I read that, that, you, that you put in the article is that you would think if you're a newbie at this, you're going to hire the best possible people because that was a big task to take on Shabbat, man. Absolutely. Uh, when you think about a guy who's been in Congress 22 years and the name ID he's built up over that, you know, you know, really over three decades in politics when you factor in these sort of city councilman and county commissioner, and it's a gerrymandered district, you you really can't afford to make too many uh, self-inflicted mistakes. And you know, so, the, the old unforced errors, man. The old unforced errors, absolutely. And uh, we've seen it around here a lot lately with kind of some of the younger up-and-coming um, 30-something Democratic candidates. Uh, with, we saw with Yvette Simpson in the mayor's Simpson, race yeah. last year and P.G. Sittenfeld in the – U.S. Senate race in 16, and now AFTAB again. Now, PG didn't make any self-inflicted errors, per se, um, but, you know, he just got a little bit too ambitious, and, you know, and they all three did. They they, they, they ran up against, you know, I, I don't know if there's something where you, you kind of believe your own press clippings kind of thing, or people are in your ear to say, yeah, you can do this. Doesn't it and, sound like that's what happened, though? To, I mean, to me, that screams that that happened. You start believing your own height, man. Absolutely. Um, I, I do. I do think that Aftab was was a little overly ambitious. Um, I think he thought, you know, there's really no downside to this. That hey, I just came onto the scene. It could be a, a really good year for Democrats, and I can get my name out there and win or lose. Um, you know, I'm I'm going to have expanded my base or you know, expand, gotten my name out and learned some things and really got an experience on a campaign. What I don't think he was considering and what I don't think he, um, you know, took into consideration was that, uh, you know, the, the self-inflicted errors and that those, those kinds of things are going to get exposed when you're facing uh, a veteran, right. camp, you know, a veteran um, campaigner like Steve Chabot. So, Jason, where does somebody like, like Aftab go after this now? Well, right now, I think, you know, his big, and if, you know, just to be clear, like, you know, he hired, he put some people around him that weren't, you know, they didn't have any experience in a, in a major nationally watched congressional race. And that led to some of his, you know, it looks, it appears that it led to some of his campaign finance issues, this other issue now with a volunteer infiltrating uh, the Shabbat campaign. That's still hanging over his head. So right now, he really needs to, distance himself from that stuff as, as quickly as he can. I, you know, and I think by doing that, it's, uh, you know, the, his hearing in the Ohio Elections Commission on that infiltration issue is December 20th. So if my thought is if any more information pops up that he finds out between now and then, that he should be upfront with it, go public with yeah. it, say, here, here's, you know, just get out in front of it so that he can get beyond it as quickly as he can. Jason, do you think some of these fumbles and uh, how contentious the race was might possibly impact how the base feels about him? I, that's a really good question. I don't know if it's the base. Like, he has a very fervent following. Um, but when you are looking at um, trying to get 
you know, especially in a year like this when the Democrats were really trying to get suburban, um, you know, women crossover votes, um, and you're trying to get independents to come over, some people who are just fed up with Trump, and that was really, you know, to try to capitalize on the Trump resistance. Um, those are the people I believe that, you know, look at this and see, uh, you know, this guy was secretive about some campaign finance issues. Now he's got this issue about some some person from his campaign infiltrating the other. That That seems pretty, like, people start to wonder then, like, are you really ready to do this? And right. are you are you going to go to Congress and do these types of things? And that's where that things like that resonate with voters um, is because it gets in their mind, like, is this how this person is going to govern if I elect him to go to Congress for me? Jason Williams, our guest from the Inquirer. And Jason, that's what uh, that fascinated me about your article is that I've never seen a, a campaign implode like this in modern times. I mean, it was so basically bad. And you, <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. That's the only word you can say. Yeah, it's basically bad. There's yeah. no other word for it. And you just, I mean, a, a guy like Shabbat and his and that machine is going to chew you up. Yes. You had to go in with your uh, A plus game. You couldn't go in there and make some basic stupid mistakes like these people did it was just i i was just dumb yeah hey look and i've never seen anything considering all the money and all the energy that was put into that guy's campaign man you you screwed up great point um and the thing is is he had some very respected veteran democratic consultants and leaders in in the state and in washington in his ear early on saying "Aftab." You really can't hire your best friend to be your campaign manager. You have to hire an outside professional <laughs> yeah. campaign manager who's done this before and knows what they're doing and knows where all the landmines are. And if it doesn't if you- With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You do step on a landmine, how to handle it. Um, but, you know, that didn't happen. I think, you know, that certainly less, I don't know if lessons will be learned or not, but that, that's, that's the key. Like, how's he going to respond to this? I think the guy has a bright future. Uh, I, I, I mean, this is just my take. I think he, he, will, he will bounce back from this. Um, certainly, he's wounded right now politically, and the Republicans are going to, any, whatever next step he takes, the Republicans are going to bring this playbook out on him, and they are going to hammer him and hammer him and hammer him because they see him as a threat. And, and this was not just about, his congressional race this year, a lot of these things that the Republicans have attacked him on were about trying to bloody him up for the future because, you know, there was a lot of thought that he he probably would lose this race knowing how gerrymandered the district is. And so they see him as maybe a potential running against Joe Dieters in 2020 uh, for prosecutor, Uh, you know, maybe running for Cincinnati mayor. There's some chatter about that right now. Uh, you know, I don't know, even on Sunday, maybe state attorney general or, you know, beyond that. 
Um, well, he's a young guy. How old is he? I don't even know. Find him and, and try to try to get something on him so that they can use this against him the next any time he runs in the future. All right. With that, Jason, we'll let you go, man. Always a pleasure. Thanks, have a good weekend. You too. Jason Williams from the Cincinnati Inquirer. When you can equate somebody's campaign into just a, a word like, it was just bad. <laughs> like, you just, it's as simple as that. Well, we were talking off the air, and that, that's the only reason, again, that it fascinates me, is there was a lot of money spent oh, here. Yeah. Out, of all the, out of all the commercials I stuff for, as far as campaigns go, his was the one that I saw the most. Oh, totally. And it kept getting updated, and it was relentless going after Shabbat. Yeah. Oof. Well, both of them. It was like, you know, you watch, anytime you watch television, if there was a political ad, if there was a Shabbat ad, there was going to be a Perval yeah. uh, or, you know, ad right after it, and then vice versa. And they would all, like, do the thing, like, you knew it was, you didn't even have to hear it. But as soon as an ad goes black and white, you knew, yeah. ooh, that's a negative ad. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> they're never pretty. And then it was Thanksgiving, and they all got together. Yeah, boy. So, anyways, Dumb Politics 101. Rob, what's going on with Rocky's out today. I'm still Eddie here with Sean and Rachel. Coming up, we'll hit a little trending. We'll do some yeah. movie stuff in a little while. We have so much fun together. It is very we fun have a, today. We have a blast. Like, we have a fun time during the commercial breaks. If you guys can hear that. You don't even want to know what we're talking <laughs> yeah. about during the breaks. But, yeah, Rachel looked at me before we even started the show and goes, you're in a Friday kind of a mindset right now. Love it. I don't know why. I just uh, it, love it. Party. Friday, I got a case of the Fridays. It's good. Even though the weather outside is blah. And we were sitting there and watching it. It was like Independence Day or something. <laughs> it was. It was just like, you know, it was sunny. And uh, you guys looked at the window and go, my God, what's coming? And then it just turned into bleh. So, we talked about Hillary Duff, and we're going to revisit that. Hillary Duff eating her, taking her placenta, her newborn baby, and making her placenta into a smoothie. Which and, apparently is really common, or at least common enough that there's Cosmo articles dedicated to this. Well, I've heard of people doing it. Not for me. Thank you. Like I said, when my kid, you know, both my kids were born, I, I didn't even know what happened to the placenta. Do they, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, what they, do they incinerate it? Do they, uh, somebody, hefty bag, who knows? I don't know what happens there. But here's, uh, how about this lady? Maybe you heard about this, a, a flight attendant on Philippine Airlines. So uh, she's, uh, she's a new mom. And there's a lady on the plane with a, and, and if you've ever flown and there's a crying baby, you know that there's nothing worse than that. You know, for for everybody concerned, the mom's upset. People sitting around are cussing, and you know they're all they're right. All no parent wants to be that parent. So, how her name is Patricia Organo, this flight attendant, and her own words: "I heard an infant's cry, a cry that will make you want to do anything to help." I approached the mother and asked if there's if everything was okay. I tried to tell her to feed her hungry child. Teary-eyed, she told me that she ran out of formula. Passengers started looking and staring at the tiny, fragile, crying infant. Oh, no. I felt a pinch in my heart. There's no formula milk on board. I thought myself, there's only one thing I could offer, and that's my own milk. Oh, and so I offered. So she took this mom. I mean, she was obviously, you know, she her baby was like eight months old. So she takes the baby and the mom to the back of the uh, plane. And feeds the baby. Why don't you have formula? Yeah, that's you... what I wanted to say. I'd be like, right? oh, "Hey, lady, come on, man. That is a beautiful story. That's that's baby one hundred and one right but there. You got to have, have something to give yeah. to the damn baby. You got to pump before you get on. Yeah, right. Or or have the formula that you you know ready to go. So you just need to warm it up. 
And the uh, lady, they go back to the back of the plane, da-da-da. And this is my favorite quote from all of it. The the baby started rooting. She was very hungry. So now, Rachel, I ask you, as a woman. (laughs) Yes. If you were in the same situation, would you? Would I nurse a a stranger's child? Yes. For sure. You would? Yeah. That seems a little odd to yeah, me. Yeah. No. Well, okay. As a mother, would you let someone well, else I mean, nurse it, the child? In, in that, this... Okay. But I was going to say, on, if the shoes on there's the other a bond foot, there that's going on. Correct. Okay. But but here's the thing: the child's hungry, and there's no food. So are you going to take boobs out of the equation, guys? Right. Let's just look at it like: I'm Would trying. you feed a hungry child? But it's, would you or would you not? Yeah, even if I it would, wasn't yours, it's somebody Bam. you don't know. So you don't know. Yeah, what if exactly. she was on a bender last night? You can't do that. You can't go out on a bender and no, pop. Oh, oh, so we're switching now. I'm giving my hungry child to a, a drunkard, right? Possibly. <laughs> yes. And can but, you pass disease? I mean, you yeah, don't know exactly. this person. That is true. You need to be careful. You this can't just say, "Hey, this is ex- you know extreme extreme circumstances." But I think I'd like to. I'd like to think I'm the parent type of person that would be a parent that would be so prepared. This would never be an exactly. thing I have to worry about. Well, that's what I'm. Uh, that's you know me. I would be that. Parent. I think that's that's horrible parenting because hey, look that again. That is baby one oh one. Anybody listening right now? Right. If you've got a kid, man, you go out. You're you're armed and loaded. You're ready for bear. I mean, you go into that diaper bag's got like it's like MacGyver's mm-hmm. kit. You got to be ready. I'm but, not a parent, and I still yeah. know uh, you have to be prepared for every situation. Whether it's a blowout on a plane, your kid's going to get hungry. Right. You got to pack extra diapers. You got to pack extra formula. But props to the to the nice flight attendant Stepping who took up. this upon herself to make sure that everybody's flight wasn't ruined. That's I guess yeah, that's nice. I I always think worst case scenario when she's like she couldn't be a mother, so she thought. I'll just take this child, create a bond. What, you think with she her? was just lactating at? I don't know. <laughs> random. I don't know. Oh, man, you don't even know how many Cheerios were left on the floor of airplanes from my kids. <laughs> oh, I bet. Little and those little green army men. You know, we just pack a bag full of all that stuff, and you just keep giving them stuff until something strikes. <laughs> because they're going to give up on it after ten minutes anyway. So you yeah, might as well true. just, you know, just keep coming back to it. Ah, we should. We forgot about the little green army men. I mean, if that logic would stand, then you would never have to be prepared in public. You could just find any random woman Bam. and be like, here you go. I used to do that. What? <laughs> we have the news right now. 700 WL. Coming up in about 10 minutes, we're going to be talking to our good friend, the fat guy at the movies about stuff coming out this weekend. I haven't been to the end of the movies in a while. There hasn't been anything I've like right been jazzed to see for a while, but I will go see that Fantastic Beast when it hits in a couple weeks. Didn't that start today? I thought no, I think at twenty first maybe or something like that. Johnny Depp's in it's going to fail, and I like Johnny Depp. He's had some problems. I know everybody's going to go see Aquaman in December with that Jason Moa. Yeah. What? Jason Moe is awesome. And, uh, yeah, because of his see? Johnny Depp his sense of humor. Johnny, right. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. That's, that's it. And you, you watch. I'm going to lose some weight and I'm going to hit the gym. I'm going to look like him. Uh, like you will. Two months. Hot. R- Shut up, Rachel. Okay. How about, uh, how about seeing what's trending? She's got her manicured finger on the nation's pulse. Here's Rachel with today's top three trending topics on 700 WLW. 
Let's get right to it. How about number three, Matt? Trending topic number three. Three. You have long said that the robots are going to take over. Yes. They're taking over. They are taking over, in fact. Robots in Shanghai have now replaced waiters at restaurants, or at least at one particular restaurant. Now, are these like little crawling creatures, or are they like R2D, or like C3PO kind of things? That's an interesting... They're little round robots. They're super cute. I mean, I would just go to hang out with the robots. My personal opinion on the robots. (laughs) You kill me for some... Good-looking woman, her age, and she—you're perfectly happy sitting in your jammy pants with a oh, yeah. robot yes. on your couch watching Animal Planet. That would be really awesome. No, 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 HGTV. That's how it is. Would you ever consider replacing a man with a robot eventually, if you just didn't want to deal with the male species in general? I already don't want to deal with the male species in general, but I feel um, replacing them with robots is a cop out. So you're going to keep trying. Now, here's the thing. You're fighting the good fight. Yeah, exactly. It's not so much that my path is the path of least resistance. Obviously, it's not. My path is not even the smarter of the two choices. It's just that I refuse to give up on mankind. Mm. That's all. In general. Just in general. Human beings. Good for you. You know what? There's somebody out there for everyone, Eddie. I don't know about her. (laughs) Uh, How about number two, man? Trending topic number two. One of my favorite videos in a while. The fail that is a fire spinner missing the target. Well, you know, I saw that video and I'm thinking that's that was a bad idea from the get go. You know, it was going so well, though. It was going so well at the beginning and then not so much all of a sudden. Well, and vacation fails. This reminded me of a story. Back in the day, I I went on vacation with my then-girlfriend. And we go to, and we're in this, uh, right down the beach from where we're staying. It was this nice hotel. We go there, and they're having a comedy show. I go, hey, let's go see this comic. And uh, so we did. And there was a comic magician. Your favorite kind of magician, (laughs) Okay. And so he comes out on stage, and we're just sitting there. You know, we're a few Mai Tais into it or whatever. And uh, she was a tiny little blonde girl, so, you know, it didn't take much. And the guy comes out on the stage, oh, yeah, blah, 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 getting all the snappy pattern going and stuff. <laughs> and uh, he goes, you know, and I'm going to be asking for some volunteers to come up here. And, you know, the show really doesn't work if you don't uh, if you don't play along. You come up here, okay? Is everybody in like, yay? And so he does a couple of tricks or whatever, tells a few jokes. And the first person, and and we're sitting kind of close to the front. And he looks at my girlfriend, and he goes, I'm going to need some volunteers. How about you? Yep. First person he asks is, is is my girl. And she just goes, and he holds the microphone. And he goes, what do you think? And she goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> I like her already. <laughs> and, uh, he's like, come on, remember what I said? There's no show if you don't play along. And she just goes, no. And I was like, oh, no. and, and then he like was harassing her. And then I'm starting to get pissed. Am I going to have to get in a fight with a comic, the magic guy? Of course. You're going to have to make him disappear. Oh, hell no. I just sat there and got drunk. How about number one, man? Trending topic number one. One. I know this is your personal favorite for today, so I decided to make it number one. <laughs> that's that's going to be the title of my album. 
Drunk monkey with a knife. Drunk monkey what? with a knife. It's the greatest. <laughs> How does this happen? I don't know. Who gave the monkey the knife? We, How we don't know. Drunk? We don't know. But it's a big knife, and he he's is a, a drunk ass, monkey. He's got a big-ass knife, and he's just kind of flashing it on you, you know. I love it, though. I mean, he's not necessarily hurting anyone yet. Who knows what happened after this camera stopped rolling? <laughs> Why would this monkey have a knife? It's a giant butcher knife, too. Oh, it's not. No, it's not like a little tiny thing. It's I a mean, giant butcher knife. As far as home security yeah. goes, I would be for it. But... <laughs> We need to start a business. Drunk monkey security. With drunk monkeys with a knife. <laughs> you gotta just prowl it around on your roof carrying a giant knife. I wouldn't go in that house. <laughs> right? I wouldn't either. But or still... leave, leave them in your car now, to what's deter worse? from stealing. What's worse, dog or drunk monkey with a knife? A drunk a... monkey with a knife? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> you kidding me? And if people already stay away from houses with dogs, people that own dogs... So, drunk monkey. I mean, this is the next home improvement trend. You know, we have, like, guard dog present. You have those signs and whatnot. How about drunk monkey with a knife on board? I need I to get that for for Christmas for you. I would get that right. I'd get yeah. right on the yard. <laughs> I'd run the other way, man. But check it out. All that stuff is on the blog, correct? Yeah, yeah. it's all up there. My, that's gonna, you know what? I'm going to write a book just so I can have that title. Just the title alone. Drunk Monkey you also with a have, Knife. You also have monkeys reacting to magic tricks today. today you which, can't go wrong with monkey no. videos, man. I know you like the monkey videos. So, is that it, Rachel? That is. All right. How about we check out with Travis? Then we got our fat guy at the movies coming up. But Rob, what's going on with you, buddy? You do like the monkey around, don't you? with Rachel and Sean in for a rock today. He'll be back on Monday. But as it is Friday around about this time, we have our good friend Kevin Carr with us talking about what's at the movies for date night at the movies. Kevin, what's uh, what's new this weekend? I keep seeing a lot of hype on this Grinch movie. Yeah, this is the new Grinch movie. We've got another Christmas movie early in November uh, before even Thanksgiving shows up. This is the second time that the Grinch has been brought to the big screen. Of course, we all know the small screen version, which was made in 1966, and then Ron Howard and Jim Carrey made this in 2000, uh, which was a terrible movie. That, I thought that was I horrible, you, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen it lately, but it is a nightmare-inducing horror show. Uh, and this one uh, is, is CGI, because after they did uh, the, was it, the Cat in the Hat with Mike Myers, uh, Theodore Giesel's uh, widow said, hey, yeah, no more live-action versions of these movies. They all got to be animated. And so they made this, uh, they made this new Grinch. You've got Benedict Cumberbatch playing the voice of the Grinch. And so he doesn't go obnoxious and crazy and over the top the way Jim Carrey did. He pulls it back in. It kind of makes it a little more like, well, it's not like Boris Karloff did in the original animated film, but it was, it's much better and it works. And they expand the story a bit because they got to fill a feature length, but you know, it's your basic story of the Grinch wanting to steal Christmas and then the Who's trying to get him to, uh, you know, have, have a little bit of heart and soul and everything. And it, it's cute for kids. And I enjoyed it. I took my 10 year old. He enjoyed it. Uh, not as great as a Pixar movie that's going to transcend generations, but still you know, a pretty good movie. When uh, speaking of Pixar and that, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, talking about animated, I, I just read this has nothing to do with what we're talking about here. But toy, <laughs> but there's a new Toy Story movie coming out. When is that? Because I always I like believe, those movies. 
Yeah, I believe it's next summer. Uh, okay. the, the Toy Story, it would be the fourth Toy Story. Originally, Pixar did, said, hey, we're not making sequels, and then they realized, yeah, we can make some more money on this. And, you know, like Incredibles 2, which is out on Blu-ray this week, that thing made massive amounts of money this summer. Finding Dory made massive amounts of money last summer. So they're finding out that if they make a sequel, you know, like 10 years or 15 years after the original, you catch all the kids that saw it when they were little kids, and now they're like teenagers and young adults. How about The Girl in the Spider's Web? I haven't seen any of those movies, got to be honest with you. Yeah, though no, there were three that they made in Sweden, which is where the books were originally published, and they were they tried to do a whole franchise here, and I'd say this is a soft reboot of the franchise, but they never got to part two. They did The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo about seven years ago, and I really liked that one. I thought it worked really well, and it was a, a, a pretty cool movie. This one skips a couple books and goes to the the fourth book in the series, and they they recast it. They've got Claire Foy as Elizabeth Salander, who is this master hacker who's trying to steal this uh, device that allows you to control nuclear weapons. So it has almost this goofy uh, Austin Powers-type storyline made in this very grim, heavy, stark you know, nor, uh, you know, uh, Scandinavian type of uh, thriller. She's good in it. The movie itself, not so much. Uh, I, I thought that the original American remake was of the first one was much better. I've seen the ads for it. It looks really cool when she's yeah. leaping onto the frozen, the frozen lake or lake. whatever. That's kind of cool. Yeah, they have some good action sequences in it. But that, that's the thing. It's, it's it's like they couldn't decide whether they wanted to make this sort of this more intimate thriller or go full James Bond on this one. And, and I, I think they tried to have it both. What else? How about this new Melissa McCarthy uh, McCarthy movie? That's right, uh, isn't it? Yeah, Can You Ever Forgive Me? This is her basically her attempt to kind of win awards this year. Every award season you get a handful of actors and actresses will, will make a movie that's clearly made so that they can break out of what they're known for and do something more serious and maybe get an Oscar for it. This is hers, and I actually like her when she does stuff that's different than the normal shtick that you're normally with, you know, her doing the, uh, uh, you know, just the foul-mouthed, loud, obnoxious person that we've seen a dozen times in movies. Uh, this one, she actually acts and does something a little bit different, which is which is good for her. She plays Lee Israel, who was a woman uh, biographer who, in the late '80s, early '90s, just figured out that she could uh, sort of embellish and sometimes outright forge uh, typed letters from known famous people in the literary and entertainment world that have since passed. You know, people like Cole Porter or, you know, vaudevillians, you know, like Fanny Bryce or something like that. And she would sell them on the memorabilia market to make some money. And, of course, that comes back to get her. And this is the story of how that happened. You know, she does a great job in it, and it's an interesting little segment of culture and entertainment that I didn't even know existed. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Anything else? What's on the horizon here? We'll get close to the holidays here, obviously. Uh, what's the, What are the big ones coming? Well, of course, in two weeks, you've got the Hollow, excuse me, the Thanksgiving movies. You've got 
Wreck-It Ralph 2, and you've got Creed 2. Those are coming out uh, on Thanksgiving week. And, and then as we roll into to December, you've got stuff like uh, Aquaman. That's one I'm definitely looking forward to. Uh, so I, I, I think that we might have some some neat stuff coming up later. Oh, and of course, next week we've got the, the new Fantastic Beasts movie. So there's actually something really interesting hitting the theaters every week, at least leading up to Christmas. Awesome. Kevin, people want to find out more, where can they go? Just go to fatguysatthemovies.com. Easy enough. Thanks, man. All right, thank you. Kevin uh, Carr. So is there anything you're looking forward to seeing? I, I, I used to always look forward to stuff at the movies. It's, I mean, I, I'm Harry Potter, I've been That's a fan a of that franchise, so I'll check that out. Aquaman, since it's a superhero movie, I'll check that out. And just, see, I always get sucked in by trailers. And the trailer for the girl in the spider's web. Yeah, it's right, really great. Looks good. Mm-hmm. But I'm afraid if I go see it, I'm going to be like, well, all I need to do is see the trailer. I get sucked in by that. And good packaging at grocery stores. I always get sucked in by that. I'm a fantastic uh, beast person, right, too. Yeah. I, I'm really excited to see that. I might go see Nutcracker. I like the kids' movies. See, um, I, I don't know. And it's a function of of our time, I guess, is a way to put it. In that, you know, I don't. If I don't go see, if I don't get motivated, which for me really is impossible, to go out and see a movie right when it comes out, I'll just go. Ah, screw it. I'll wait for it to come on uh, pay per view or whatever, or right? The, the yeah. Blu ray or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I, like like Halloween. I was like, ah, eh, I don't need to see it at the theater. I'll wait till it pops out on Blu ray or, or Netflix or whatever. See, yeah, there's some movies that just you don't. I only go to the movies if it's a movie that you need to see on a big screen. Like a Star Wars type movie. Aquaman would probably be one of those. Any of those kind of movies. Your Spider-Man, the Avengers, and all that stuff. Yeah, I'll go and go to IMAX. Oh, yeah. You know, I'll spring the extra two, three bucks just for And they serve beer. Usually get the adult section. I know nothing of what you speak. You sneak yours. I was going to say, are you nuts? (laughs) (laughs) You paying $8 for a freaking draft beer? That's what socks are for, man. Stick about, you know, you get four uh, little kings and eat sock. That's the truth. Good for you. Or if you bring a girl who wears those high boots, you can sneak in those mini uh, liquor bottles, too. Oh, hell, you take her to the movie. She can bring in a bucket of chicken and four bottles of wine with her boots. Have I ever told you how I uh, snuck out... An entire twelve pack of beer. I don't know that I want to hear the story. But go out ahead. of the um, Joe Louis Arena one time. Where did you put it? In a purse. Oh, I've seen her purses. Yeah. Why? Well, yeah, I've seen some of your An entire twelve pack. Yeah, some she could kidnap somebody. But back in the day, I remember taking uh, a boat. Of, you know what the boda bag is? Those uh, wine. Skin oh yeah, 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 yeah. On I took one of those into. Uh, well, then it was um, Riverfront Stadium. To a Bengals game. Nobody even batted an eye. That was full of wild turkey. <laughs> I mean, this Good was quite a, quite a while ago, but yeah. The same they, premise still happens now because now they make bras that you can actually fill up with booze. Ooh. I've seen that. I've yeah. seen those advertised. Those yeah. are amazing. This sounds like it would be comfortable to be surrounded by, you know. Well, like a warm like whiskey a, or something? It's like a waterbed. But you yes. might want to have a, a woman with you when you do that. Preferably. But I'm not opposed to putting one on myself. Don't ask, don't tell, right? <laughs> I, I, I'm not saying a Excuse word. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> we uh, take a break for the news right now. News Radio 700 WLW. Here on Friday, rock out today. Rachel and Sean are in. We touched on this earlier, and 
I want to talk to someone who has actually eaten a human placenta. Why? <laughs> that is the, mo- if you, if that is the best open no ever. No good can if, come of that. If you're eating a raccoon placenta, don't call. But no, go, we go back to the story. Uh, Hillary Duff, cute little Hillary Duff. She was Lizzie McGuire. That's that's right in your wheelhouse. Oh, you yeah, were a little yeah. girl and you watched that show, right? Yeah. And I don't what what else has she done? I have no idea. Cinderella story. That is an American classic. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Come on now. Uh, but she just had her second child, and so I don't know if this is supposed to be like a bonding thing that you got going on. I I've heard of people doing this. The hipster thing is to consume your baby's placenta. One well, and, and come to think of it, is it your placenta or the baby's placenta? That's a good question. Is Who it has shared? proprietary it, ownership yeah. of the placenta? I guess it's, it's a timeshare. It's yours because you grew it. Sure. The baby didn't just like spin a magic web and there was a placenta there. But anyways, so Hillary uh, was on this uh, podcast thing, and uh, she took hers and made a smoothie out of it. She called it, quote, the most delightful smoothie I've ever had. I haven't had a smoothie that delightful since I was like 10 years old. She said it was calorie-filled with juice and fruit and everything delicious. So uh, that's not that's not all it says. She also had the rest of her placenta made into ice cubes that she could use for other treats. She <laughs> declined to turn the placenta into pills, which apparently is a, a popular move. I heard something weird about the pills. I heard placenta burps are not ideal. So you think that making it into a pill is weird, but you're willing to put it into a blender and make a milkshake out of it. Now, I, I read online because, uh, you know, the Internet and someone um, who did an interview with Cosmo, a woman, a mom, uh, also said that it was the most delicious smoothie she had ever had after she put her placenta in um, in a frozen smoothie. See, I don't know. Is there a doctor in the house? Please call us, 749-7800, the big one, pound 700 on AT&T. If you've eaten one of these things or if you're a medical professional, <laughs> it, would, it would just seem to me that that's not uh, a very healthful move. There have been no studies so far that indicate uh, that the eating the placenta, human beings eating the placenta is beneficial or has health benefits in any way. Did Kim Kardashian do it with her first baby? I remember reading that I some thought. famous person ate theirs. But There's I don't, a lot of people that do. Well, who decided this is a good idea? I don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a fairly recent development. You know what I'm saying? I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember being a kid and hearing about. Well, that was before okay, the internet. There's, there's a technical term. I'm going to try to not slaughter the term, but it's uh, placenta autophagy. Okay. This is this is when mammals eat. The afterbirth, the placenta, okay. is thought, at least within mammals, you know, goats and such, that this is a natural way to hide the afterbirth from predators, which makes total sense. Right, right. They also think that the mammary glands of these animals um, contract and eject milk, so it's helped the baby. But there are no studies that that is something that so we're trying to be on the, on the same level with goats i'm and... saying right so we're <laughs> yeah we're knocking ourselves down the <laughs> level of a freaking goat huh now, i can understand if you're hiding from a predator but if you're just right. doing it because you saw that hillary duff did it there's something there's something wrong with you and let's talk to steve about it hey steve you're first up what do you have talking about people who eat their placenta <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> well you know i i when i was a young child i did see my cat 
eat a placenta, that kind of grossed me out. But I, I would lump, I would lump placenta eaters in the same category as people who pick and eat their scabs. <laughs> that's kind of, you know what, and Steve, it's funny you say that because that's kind of the way I was looking at it. And that's exactly what it is. I mean, right? I mean, your body generates it. So I, if you feel like eating that stuff, knock yourself out. I reckon. Yeah, don't have to pee. Uh, yeah, thanks, thanks, buddy. That's. I mean, I don't think you're going to find anybody out there that's going to say, "Oh, it tastes great." As well, far as is it, it a religious? I'm, I'm being serious here. Yeah. Is it a religious thing that people are doing? I have no idea. In, in some cultures, it is revered. The placenta is revered more than others. But mostly women in this country do it because some people believe that uh, consuming the placenta helps avoid postpartum depression. Oh, And okay. um, evens out your, hor- your hormones after the birth of your child. Now, so, okay, you, you've talked before about eventually having a child. Would you eat your placenta? You know, I don't know. I don't know. You need all the balance you can get. That's true. I say bring, <laughs> break out a fork. You might need See, to get somebody else's placenta in there, too, just to be on the yeah. safe side. I do know. I, I forget who it was. God, dog, I have to think about it. I do know someone who took theirs home in like a Ziploc bag and stuck it in their freezer. Yeah, apparently f- freezer... Um, like when it's frozen and put into a smoothie, that is when it's best because it doesn't have as much of a metallic aftertaste. Let's talk to Chuck about it. Hey, Chuck, you're a medical professional. Is that correct? That's correct. I'm an RN. Um, you probably, if you're having a hard time breastfeeding or you're going to have a, a hard time getting started breastfeeding, there's probably a, a bit of hormones like prolactin in that that it may start something if you're not starting right away otherwise i don't really see how there's any benefit there yeah and it's but it's not potentially harmful to you obviously i mean i haven't heard anybody dying of it but it just seems to me like if your body doesn't want it in your body then i don't get the any benefit whatsoever of it no i I can't see it all right thanks buddy not a problem and that is one of the things that they mention in um, at least these women that talk to Cosmo, because this is a story in Cosmo, um, that they, they said that it helped them produce milk more quickly after they consumed their own placenta. See, I think that stuff is all, that's all mental. That's, yeah, you're I think you're making that up in your own brain. It could be, but you know, like you just had a baby. That's a pretty big earth shattering moment in your life deal for me i just well not you but possibly your wife a drink and you know anything that could help with that placebo or not is it really that bad your mind's a powerful thing if your mind believes it to be true then you know why wouldn't it be it's like the placebo effect right Right, exactly if you you believe it's helping you then it's helping you there there's a great hipster uh story in here about a woman who fried her with carrots, broccoli, lentils, and then, guys, topped it off with some fresh avocado. What kind of wine goes with placenta, I wonder? JeffWeilerHonda.com Coming up in about 15 minutes, John Mattery's Channel 9, Don't Waste Your Money. But in the meantime, it's me, Eddie, with Sean and Rachel, talking about this Hillary Duff story that just caught my eye, and I don't know where this, uh, where this fad came from. But she just had a baby, and she made her uh, placenta into a smoothie and drank it. Yes. And said, quote, it was the most uh, delightful, it was delightful, the most delightful smoothie I've ever had. Now, uh, I haven't had a lot of smoothies, but I can think I'd rather have like a, a peach 
smoothie or strawberry, strawberry or something like a- that. Apparently, huh? midwives, um, if you're working with a midwife and you decide to do this, they will take the placenta and they will section it off for you so that you don't get too much placenta. Oh, yeah, nothing worse than that. You know, uh, it's because like a big Thanksgiving it, dinner. It will apparently, <laughs> uh, there is a taste if there's too much of it, so they try to give you the right amount. Mm. So uh, that's a specialty gig right there, being a placenta butcher. <laughs> it's part then, of uh, of some midwifery. Let's, you know? uh, let's get Al- – hey, Alex, uh, your thoughts on all this. Uh, have you consumed placenta before, sir? I have not, but honestly, I would probably try it. Uh, I don't know. I, it freaked me out. I turned it on. You guys were talking about eating placenta. It's like, what is happening to this world? <laughs> and uh, so I text uh, – you know, I don't have any kids, nor do I want kids. I've never experienced, like, afterbirth. I just know it's gross. Right. But uh, I text uh, – you know, my mom, the real high, real housewives of Westchester. I was like, hey, mom, uh, did you eat my placenta? And she's like, no, but I, I'll read you the message. She said, no, I, I really wish I would have. It uh, gives you superpowers and nutrients. It's so good for you. I said, that's expletive psychotic. She, <laughs> says, <laughs> she says, I know, but it's been proven. I'm like, I don't think it has, but I'm not going to disagree with you. Whatever. It's, it's shocking. And. I guess this is like something Housewives gossip about, and I've never even heard of it that you guys were talking about. It's nah, Alex, it's been it's been around for a few years, and it's a real hipster thing. It seems like yeah. it's real big on the uh, West Coast kind of. It thing, is. It is. Know? And, oh, and sure, you, West Coast. Yeah. And yeah, you yeah. can make it into Thanks, pills buddy. too that are easier to swallow than the you know frozen placenta that you have to put into the smoothie. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Hey, Greg, Darren, Bethel, what's going on, bud? Thanks hey, for holding. Hey, what's up? How you guys doing? Hey, Rachel. Hey. Um, hey. <laughs> So, like, all right, it's just people just being weird. Um, you know, how would you like if you come home from work and your wife's like, hey, why don't you slap some placenta up on the grill and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll grill it up a little bit. You know, I'm like, oh, I, just, I don't, I, I mean, it's just like you wouldn't eat your kidney stones or anything, right? I mean, it's already, it's already served its purpose. Right, Greg. Yeah, that's that's kind of my point. Is like you don't eat, you know. And we had a guy earlier say something like, "It's like picking a scab and eating it." Your body generated yeah. that too. But guess what? I ain't eating that either. And a, a good thing about uh, that does work for breast milk is a pint of Guinness. That that's proven. My my wife didn't think so. She had a, I had to watch her suck down a Guinness, which was that was funny. And uh, she and but yeah, that actually worked. Of course, you got to pump it dump for the first round afterwards. But right. you know, that's just that, yeah, that's just how it is. But uh, I had a teacher who actually used. She tore her class this, and I, this is she ran out of milk. She was making a casserole. She used breast milk that, oh, that she had. Man. For that, she didn't tell the people that came there. I can't. She's a weird lady, but um, you think I don't know why she, <laughs> she might have? Yeah. She might have consumed placenta at one point in time. She may have, and that, <laughs> that would not surprise me. So uh, you know, uh, but it, it, enjoy your guys' placenta pie for the holidays. Thanks, thanks, buddy. <laughs> uh, that's. I, and I go back to you ever see that quote? Uh, it was a brave man that first ate an oyster. That's good. That's what the, this reminds me of. Well, I mean, it's not for the guys. It's for the ladies. The guys aren't supposed to be eating this. This is supposed to be a, a nutrient-packed delicacy for new moms. So, Hey, look, if that's your thing, knock yourself out. Right? I mean. Leave Eddie out of it. Don't put it on a cracker. Nobody's going to make no. you eat placenta. Just a beer and a steak. That's, call me old-fashioned. Right. You, honey, there's your, your placenta's ready. I'll, I'll, I'd... See, that's a nice supportive husband move right there. Well, I, I, she can do whatever she, the hell she wants to do. You, you, you like, like the guys in the article, stir fry it a little bit, serve it up to your lady. I ain't touching it. Oh, okay. End Never of mind. story. Okay. 
Like, you know, you want to eat your placenta popsicle, good on you. <laughs> so I, I was thinking about you when I first saw this article because you're uh, you're 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 crazy. <laughs> uh, and you're a millennial. I yeah. Kind of, sort of. OK. Would you take a pay cut if you could take your because I know you're a big animal lover. Yes, sir. If you could. Would you take a pay cut? I know where this is going. If you could bring your dog to work with you. 100%. 110%. A recent poll, seven out of ten millennials say they would take a pay cut if they could bring their dog to work with them. Absolutely. I mean, we're waiting longer to have kids and, and get married. Our pets are kind of our family. So, yeah, we could, I, if we, if we could bring our family to work, our family that doesn't cost us nearly as much money or yell at us or judge us, Yes, well, I see, would that's, totally give money back to the company. That's the thing. Is that the uh, folks are saying that doggy daycare is so expensive? What happened to letting your dog lay on a couch and put out some puppy chow, and you come home at the end of the day and are happy to see you? Now, I, I what's wrong with that? How how many hours do I put in here at this station? I'm not the only millennial actually working out there. I know it's a you know common misconception that we don't put in hours at an office, but sometimes I'm here up to 11, 12 hours. And if I could bring my dog to work, then I wouldn't have to worry about my dog being uncomfortable at home for all that time, half the day. Part of the poll also said one in five of these folks said they would take a 20% cut in pay. Oh, hell no. <laughs> right. What? No, that's the nutty part. No, twenty percent. That's a, that's a that's a, a a chunk of change. Can I bring two dogs? Can I bring two dogs to work? Because sure, if it's twenty percent, then I'm looking at like. But you're also it's really ten. I'm just doubling up. So okay, but I can you're do also that. you're also taking away money to take care of the dog. I mean, I have a dog that's about a hundred pounds, and we go through probably. I don't know, 30, probably easily $100 worth of stuff for him a month, I would say. So if you're taking 20%, I mean, you're you're digging into stuff. My beer fund, for instance. Correct. Like, it's like, would you, Sean, would you give up beer to support your dog? No. That <laughs> is, would you, that's would you therapy. Take, that's would medicinal. You, that's would you right. take a moderate pay cut to bring your dog to work so you or your wife don't have to run home and one of you let him out in the middle sure, of the day. Okay, a moderate pay cut. Like what? 3%? Y'all are crazy. That is nuts. Going to take a pay cut to bring your freaking dog to work with you. It's I, a dog. But I wouldn't get anything done. If my dog's here at work, then I'm just going to want to play. Would you be happier? Oh, yeah. See, that's Absolutely. the point. Absolutely. I would be happier. I wouldn't get anything done. So then I, could, I would fired. get stuff done. I would get stuff done while my dog was here for sure. You didn't see me ever bringing my kids in here. My wife, I don't have Yoko sitting over here next to me telling me what to say. Why would I want my freaking dog? That's why you here? come to work, though, is to get away from family. Are you kidding me? Exactly right. But your dog, regardless, always happy to see you. Loves you. No That's the reason what. you leave him at home all day. So he goes nuts when you come through the door. They always do He that starts anyway. taking you for granted. You bring him to work with you, for God's sake. Then starts treating you like family. Good point, Eddie. Right, they get bored with you. They turn on you like your kids do. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. I've seen it. So I'm going to bring, next time you work with me, I'm bringing my two kids in here and my wife, and they're just going to sit here and stare at you. And judge. And judge. See, and dogs don't judge. Eh, there are dogs that don't like people. Right. That's, that's not the same as judgment. And they know that I don't like dogs, so they they turn on me in a heartbeat. I'm well aware of that fact. There's one right now.
We got the news that matters. 700 WLW. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.